Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You know, the last day or so, you and I have been talking at great length about the announcement from the NFL team in Washington. That's what we're calling them now. No longer known as the Redskins. They'll be retiring that name and all the associated imagery. We talked a great length about that. And uh, I'm not sure if it does us any good to further debate uh, the merits of that decision. We Yesterday, we looked at the history. We looked at it was a Native American leader, in fact, who brought about the the logo which is used. You know, before uh, there was... The, the profile picture of that Native American with headdress, uh, before it was simply the letter R. That was it. That was the logo for the Washington Redskins. And then, uh, if I remember correctly, it was 1972. Uh, there was a Native American leader <clears throat> who was asked to, to help in recreating a, a more fitting logo and iconography for the team. And anyway... Uh, that's uh, that's asked and answered. That is uh, yesterday's news, and we covered it yesterday. But it does bring up, here in the state of Utah, an interesting question. Think about the sports teams here in Utah. Think about the universities. Think about the mascots. We uh, Forget the, the Bountiful Braves. That uh, That's being debated there in Bountiful. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, there, there might be some sort of hearing or meeting on that today. So there may be developments on that front here coming soon. But no, I'm not, I'm not talking about Bountiful. Uh, I'm talking about the University of Utah. The University of Utes. The University of Utah Utes. They're running Utes. The, uh, taking their name from the Ute Indian tribe. Now this comes up Periodically, When this conversation arises, I remember it uh, happened back in 2014, the last time the Washington Redskins team name was being debated. Uh, one thing that journalists and opinion people like myself, one thing we do is we try to, uh, the, the technique is called localize. What's that mean? If there is a big story, you know, like a nationwide or a global story, in an effort to speak uh, more directly to a, a local audience... And to tell a more relatable and familiar story, uh, we will try and find the uh, like the local connections to the national story. Or we will ask uh, more locally the questions being asked on a national level. So when the question is asked uh, whether or not Redskins is appropriate for the Washington NFL team, we naturally uh, look here to the state of Utah and ask the question, is Ute appropriate for the University of Utah? And the answer is, according to the Ute Indian tribe, yes. Yes, but. Periodically. Representatives of the University of Utah and the Ute Indian tribe get together. And they renew or update or uh, amend an agreement. This has been going on for uh, nearly 50 years that this relationship between the university and the tribe has existed. Now, a few months back, this question came up. 
It was on the occasion of the renewal of the agreement between the Ute Indian Tribe and the University of Utah. And here on this radio program, uh, I had a conversation with a gentleman named Fred Esplin. He's the vice president of university relations for the University of Utah. And he uh, has his hands on these agreements. And I asked him, uh, I, I asked him to explain to us why the Utes are one of the only uh, universities that still use a Native American name. He answered this way. There are only three universities in the country that still use the Indian name, the Florida State Seminoles, Central Michigan Chippewas, and us, University right. of Utah Utes. And we only do that with the explicit approval and blessing of the uh, Ute Indian tribe. He went on to explain a bit about that agreement with the tribe, and that it includes uh, educating others about Ute history as well as helping the youth of the tribe get educated themselves. We, oh, 15 years ago, entered into a uh, formal memo of understanding with the tribe that we renewed twice, uh, including this one just this week, uh, that they formally give permission for us to use the Ute name. And uh, in acknowledgement of that and appreciation for that, we agree to uh, inform and educate our fans and the public and our students about who the Ute people are. They're not just some ancient people uh they're a contemporary people uh living you know full vigorous lives and we explain who the youths are we scholarship their students when they come to the u and we basically uh, help them in uh, ways to help prepare their own young people for school if you are curious about the details of this, the history of the Ute tribe, the history of the relationship between the Ute Indian tribe and the university, including the document referenced there by Mr. Esplin, the Memorandum of Understanding, you can find that at a university website. It's pretty simple uh, to, to to navigate your way over there. This relationship is it's not just uh, lip service. It is uh, robust. Uteproud.utah.edu and uh, it's remarkable the, the lengths they have gone through to maintain a respectful and a productive relationship and one that is beneficial for both the tribe and the university. Lastly, uh, Esplin, during our conversation back in March, said uh, that one of the, the ways, one of the reasons they help uh, Utahns is, uh, or w one of the benefits to the, the community through, via this relationship is that it helps Utah residents understand the history of this land. You know, we in Salt Lake County and Utah County and Juhab County and San Pete County, we're on ancestral land that the Utes lived on for centuries. And so part of this is helping people understand that uh, this state, named in the honor of this tribe, uh, included lands that we white folks now occupy that was historically theirs. When you hear that, and you become aware of this understanding and you look back at how many decades now uh, it has existed, you can't help but ask yourself, why couldn't the team in Washington figure something like this out? You know, why couldn't uh, the, the owner and the coach and all those decision makers in the front office back in Washington, why couldn't they figure something like this out? I understand there was incredible pressure uh, by organizations like FedEx and Nike and others, other shareholders. But for some reason, this feels like a knee-jerk reaction. And it breaks my heart, each and every one of these knee-jerk reactions that I see come about in the midst of these unique times. I over and over and over talk about how important it is not to make such large consequential decisions in the midst of uncertainty.
I, I hope that whatever comes next for the Washington team is, in fact, beneficial for all involved, including uh, those Native American fans who uh, have for so long followed the progress of that team.